Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone. I am not a solo act this week. I'm back. She's back. I'm back. Her kitchen's destroyed, but she's back. <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> uh, so you're doing well. You're, you're surviving. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm this. fine. Yeah, I'm fine. It was just, I, I'm sorry I was not here last week. I had to step back. I had a slew of people in my house taking apart my kitchen. And now it is just walls, a refrigerator, and a dishwasher and one working plug, I think, right now. <laughs> and you ha- are working with a microwave, <laughs> and you're doing dishes out of your utility sink yeah. in your laundry room. And paper plates and plastic forks, even though I don't like the plastic forks, but paper plates and plastic forks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And each child has, <laughs> each child of mine has their own water receptacle that they are in charge of, and they have to rinse and wash when they are done. And the coffee maker is in the downstairs bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You can sip coffee and <laughs> go to the bathroom and brush your teeth all at once. It's a non... Well, I told them that the bathroom is off limits because that's where I'm making my coffee, <laughs> so no one can use it bathroom. Don't taint my coffee, okay? Okay. So, Andrea's back, super excited, um, and thought that it was very pertinent, uh, timing-wise, um, to talk about how hard it is not just to live through a renovation from an eating component, but more so how to make ingredient prep work for you. So for those of you that don't know, ingredient prep is sort of our philosophy when it comes to nutrition and is the sort of process that we try to teach our clients um, and even people in our group challenges as well um, as as a way to make sure that they're prepared every single week uh, with food that is easy to make, it's easy to put together, and it's good for you. Absolutely. And it's not to say that it's it's uh, meal prep is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We just like to offer a little bit more variety and have a little bit more uh, creativity in what you're eating. So your ingredient prep, so you have everything together, you just maybe throw it away with a different flavor profile. So you said the word meal prep, and, I, and sometimes I feel like a lot of people understand what meal prep means. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes could even get confused and think that meal prep and ingredient prep are one and the same, and they're not. They are not. So explain what uh, somebody who has done meal prep, as as of I, what would you consider meal prep? So uh, meal prep, I think, uh, is the easiest way to define it is that you have your protein and you have your carbohydrate, your fruits and vegetables or your vegetables and your fat. And it is probably the easiest way to do it is it's your chicken breasts and it's, you know, five days, five servings of chicken breasts. And then it is... um, your uh, cup or so of rice, and then it is vegetables and um, maybe a fat on top of there comes some kind of seasoning. And you bake that all at once, and then you dish it out, and you put it in individual dishes for each day. So you have your meal for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all um, portioned off in your refrigerator. And basically, you're just eating the same thing. Every single day of the yes. week. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's similar to like the bodybuilding diet. You're eating your broccoli, mm-hmm. um, your chicken breast, and your rice, basically. And it, it, this can work. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've even had clients that would pick out one protein, like you said, or one vegetable and stick with that all week long. Mm-hmm. And especially more so around their lunches, because mm-hmm. typically they are going to eat their lunch not in home. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit different with, with COVID and people having to work from home. That has changed a little bit. But 
it tends to not last very long. Why is that? Uh, because there's no variety. There's no different flavors in there. there. It's just you're eating the same thing over and over. And we are very much creatures of habit, so we eat a lot of the same things. But how many times have you said to yourself, like, I don't want to make chicken again. I'm tired of chicken. And that's, that's I think, the downfall of meal prep is because there isn't a lot of variety, um, not a lot of different flavor profiles within that meal prep. Um, and you can you can make changes to it, but it, it is basically the same thing. And that's why I think we gravitate more towards ingredient prep than the meal prep. And not to mention beyond just flavor and, and boredom, but also to know that there is a huge benefit to having variety inside of your diet for your gut biome, for the types of nutrients that you're getting from certain foods. So you can actually become nutrient deficient from not having enough variety inside of your diet. And then the last piece is, is the sustainability. Because um, I, too, have tried sort of that, that you've actually done a show where you had to be very regimented, right? And, and that... C- for anybody who is competing is always short lived. It's mm-hmm. not the way that they live, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you try to, it would not only just be taxing on your body itself, but also from a mental component. Absolutely. So then what, how would you describe ingredient prep if we know what meal prep is? So ingredient prep is, is uh, taking uh, the basics. So you have your carbohydrates, your proteins, your vegetables, and your fats and making a bulk of those uh, ingredients and not putting them together but having them ready to go in the fridge. So let's say that I I make two cups of rice and then I make, um, I'll say tofu because that's what I make. I make a big batch of tofu um, and I might make it like a teriyaki tofu or I might just make it plain and then I can season it later. And then a pot full of vegetables, which might be broccoli, Brussels, sweet potatoes, peppers, whatever I want to throw in there. And I'll put those individually, um, all the vegetables together, all the rice, together, all the protein together in the fridge. So then when I am ready for dinner, I can just throw it all together depending on what I want to put in there and what kind of seasoning I want to put in there as well. And you can do this in multiple ways. Uh, Really, there's a little bit of trial and error that needs to be done. But the advantage here is you're gradually, you're dramatically, excuse me, cutting down on the amount of time it takes to get a meal on the table. Now, ingredient prep is something that you can do for any meal of the day. But we primarily focus in on dinner time being one of the big ones. Um, And how we support our clients is by giving them a cookbook, which literally is an ingredient prep cookbook where you have a set number of ingredients. So to Andrew's example, let's say it's chicken, rice and broccoli. That's just very easy. Right. But it's not just that you have three specific meals that have different flavor profiles, different consistencies to them that can be easily thrown together in 20 to 30 minutes or less. But because you've done the groundwork or the prep work of cooking that chicken, you've cut up your vegetables, you've cooked the rice. Now something that, well, let's see, rice usually takes about what, 15 minutes. Cooking chicken, depending on how it's being done, easily an hour. Um, cutting vegetables could take you, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And now you're getting all of that done in a fraction of the time. And let's say that it is those, those three ingredients that you have chicken, broccoli, and rice. 
and you have those ingredients done. So from those meals, from those three ingredients, you can make a stir fry, you can make a salad, you can make a Mexican dish, you can make a barbecue dish, Mm -hmm. and then you can just have um, wraps. And that's five different meals just from just those three ingredients. And then if you don't even want to follow the cookbook, now I know I have four pounds of chicken, which I've already shredded into one pound bags or however which way you want to distribute it. We use the hand method. So maybe it's a a palm size serving per bag. But now I can easily thaw that out in the stovetop Mm -hmm. or I can put it in the microwave if Mm -hmm. you're in your situation or you're in right now. Um, And now you can throw it on top of a salad. You Uh can throw it on top of a a sandwich. You can throw it in with uh, quinoa and extra vegetables. So now you have unlimited options. And the reason why this is more sustainable is because you're getting variety, right? Most times people stop a meal prep service or a meal prep plan because they get bored of what they're eating. They get bored and then they go to takeout. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And and the other part too is that it's going to mean you have a better chance of sustainable results because you constantly have these options that you figured out work for you. And I think that's the second part of, of really ingredient prep is the discovery piece of it is you're finding different meals and combinations that go really well together. So for an example, um, the other, I think it was last week, I was craving, uh, we made this black bean sweet potato chili in the past. It's 80 degrees here in Michigan. Yeah. And it was hot, right? Like I, and I eat soup probably like once a week too. Yes. I'm just weird. Uh, maybe I'm a <laughs> lizard and I'm just cold blooded. I don't know. But I was craving it and it sounded really good. And Andrew's like, okay, I'm gonna look up a recipe. So this is a time where we, this isn't necessarily a staple no. that we, we stick with. But we have we've had it before. The, yeah, we've made the, the black bean um, sweet potato chili, but I wanted something a little bit more sustain, substantial. I wanted, let's put some rice in or something like that. So that's why I looked up a recipe and I found the quinoa. Right. So we added the quinoa, we added corn, we, I wanted some kale in it, mm-hmm. um, which some weird like that, which it didn't call for, mm-hmm. um, and just added a ton of vegetables through that in the Instapot. So we still have that ease to make that meal, mm-hmm. right? It's super healthy, it covers all the bases, right? But then... This is where the interesting part comes in. We had so many leftovers. The Instapot was literally we, filled to the brim. Yeah, we doubled the we doubled the recipe because we wanted to get more life out of what we had made. And that's the other key. If you're going to be cooking already and you're using the same receptacle, like even if you were going to say you were going to bake some chicken, yeah. right? Fill that pan up as much as you can yeah. because you can keep that food for upwards of three months if it's frozen. Yep. So then where ingredient prep is cool. And this is somewhat going back to what I used to do. I used to just make when I lived by myself and primarily the majority of the time I am by myself, it's make twice as much for dinner so that you have something for lunch and you have something for dinner the following night. But it's how you package it that makes a difference. So we had the chili on Friday night. The next morning, uh, we ended up having the chili you had on your eggs. I had it on my eggs mm-hmm. in a wrap. Mm-hmm. Now it's a different, still great flavor profile. Still has the fiber. Still has the vegetables in it. And then I had a bowl where I added some steak that I had cooked earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. So now I have three distinct meals that taste completely different. Some of the flavors are similar, but different consistencies. And that way, I never got bored of it. Mm -mm. It was something that I enjoyed all the way throughout. And otherwise, something healthy that 
I didn't really have to work for other than that first initial time, which yep. you said took like, what, 20 minutes to I would to say prep? it took 20 minutes. And if you don't have an Instant Pot, that's fine. You can throw it all in the slow cooker and leave it alone. Soups and stews and chilies are like the easiest go-to when um, you want to make a big batch of something. Or stir fries. Or stir fries. They're super easy because you can't go wrong. You just throw it all into one pot and cook it all together and add your favorite seasonings and spices. And I have a few go-to that I always, I feel like I have my little spice tool belt that I always go to with my favorite seasonings. And and you can't go wrong. And it's trial and error. And you figure out what works best for you. But we had that chili. I finished it off mm-hmm. on... Yesterday, yesterday, lunch. Yeah, for lunch yesterday, which was Monday. Uh, so we had a number of meals out so of it. So four days between two people. Yeah. You know, and I would say that was how many meals in between there. It was probably like we had it for lunch six on meals. Sunday, I think it was. And it was so good reheated because there were so many different things that we could do with it. You can never go wrong with chilies and stews. And so, and it doesn't have to be a chili or stew, but our whole point here is, is that if you have healthy ingredients, so you always have your vegetables, always have your proteins, always have your carbs and your vegetables available, meaning that it's inside your fridge and it's ready to go, which does mean that there has to be somewhat of a a planning component Mm -hmm. when you go to the grocery store. But by no means does it need to be gourmet at each meal. I don't want you to think, listening to this podcast, that, oh, it's really easy for Tyler and Andrea to say because they just make these, you know, recipes from scratch every single time. No. Like I would say that 80% of our diet are staples that we eat every single week. Yeah. Right? So it's finding those ones that you can make flavorful but still have the same ingredients. So like the tofu uh, stir fry, which we do – at least once a day. Uh, absolutely. So you find your staples. You understand you have your recipes that are always in rotation and you put those in your back pocket. So those are your always your go-to. Those are your staples. And then once a week, you maybe change it up with something a little bit different. And then comes another recipe that goes in that rotation. So for instance, like we've said at the beginning of the conversation, I my, chem, my kitchen is being demoed. So I don't have a stove. I don't have a sink. I have a refrigerator. And I plugged my microwave down stairs in the laundry room on top of my standalone freezer. Uh, So on Sunday night, my youngest and I went over to my dad's and we cooked a couple of different ingredients that we know that will last us for the whole week um, to get them through. They didn't have school yesterday for Labor Day or today, but we'll get them through their dinners and their lunches when they are home. So we did a big batch of just white rice. We did a big batch of pasta and we did, I did a meat sauce and I did taco meat for them and I bit, did a big thing of vegetables and then I did a thing of tofu for myself. And I plate, I put those individually in different um, uh, serving dishes and they're in my fridge at home right now. And so I just checked in with both boys and they both made pasta for lunch, which is great. So they'll probably have tacos for dinner tonight. Um, now that will get us through till probably, I think. Thursday, I might have to, you know, double up on something. But here I'm faced with a situation where I don't have a kitchen per se uh, to cook and warm things up all the time and make things off of hand of what's in my fridge. So I could have I could have gotten takeout. 
you know, I could do takeout and my kitchen's at a standstill right now. Nothing's being done with it, um, which it'll probably won't be done until end of October or I mean, sorry, end of September, middle of October. So does that mean I get takeout for all those meals uh, every single day? The, uh, one, that's way too expensive. And two, I feel like my the things that I cook, I like to eat them. And when I go to a restaurant, they just have to be at a different standard for me. <laughs> Well, and I think that that standard has been heightened because you know what it tastes like to cook and eat your own food versus going to a restaurant where it's lacking flavor mm-hmm. or it's lacking too much sugar or mm-hmm. oil. You know, we have a, a client right now who has dramatically changed her outlook on on food itself. You know, she had mentioned that normally, I think she was out running errands, that mm-hmm. she would normally run through the drive through to grab some food. And this last connect that we had with her, she's like, it doesn't even appeal to me anymore. One, because I I know that the food that I cook is better than that food, which the only way you realize that is if you actually follow the process and, and really start to eat good nourishing foods that you cook, which you know exactly how much oil is in it, you know exactly what type of ingredients are in it, right? And and also, too, it's it's going to taste better. And so she was like, why drive through and get something that I'm not going to feel satisfied on and I can go home and cook? And yes, there is more work that needs to be done, but not as much as would need be done if she hadn't done that ingredient prep and had those things basically at the ready. Like if you can just come home and I get it, you're, you're tired, you're frustrated, you don't really want to think about what you have to eat. If those things are already there because you did the work on a Sunday or you did the work at a grocery store, Like you're going to have to make another run to the grocery store and do another prep midway through the week. Right. And that that chili that we made, that was the same idea. We had a lot of this ingredients. We just needed to grab some simple things. So we actually continually joke about how many times can we go to Kroger in a week? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And typically it's it's right around like two or three. I just went today. We just went on. Saturday? We went Friday for Friday? the chili. Mm-hmm. Right. So like it's already only been like three or four days. Right. I'm already back inside of a Kroger. But we go through a lot of produce. And I think produce, that's why eggs, we, tofu. we run back and forth to the store. Um, and, and I didn't want to sound like my, my palate is so snobbish that I can't enjoy restaurant food. It's not. But I, I enjoy a lot of vegetables in my dishes. And I think... That's what lacks when you go to the restaurant. There's not a a big profile of vegetables. But anyway, so you can do ingredient prep. um, And it's it's simple when you have your staples, but you have to understand what your staples are. Understand what your family likes, you know, make sure you have that and then try something different and always make a bigger batch so you can have lunches the next day. Mm -hmm. And you can find meals that your family will like. And Uh I think that's been the biggest takeaway that we've gotten from our clients when we incorporate this cookbook is this cookbook is not bland food. This cookbook is actually very delicious. Now, is it the most healthy in terms of the ingredients? Yes and no. It it really depends. (laughs) Like there's always an extreme, right? Which is why we never say don't eat this or eat this, not that. But we make suggestions on hey, this food actually is a little bit better because of X um, or it will support your goals better this way. But again, the point is, how can we make healthy food taste good? And a lot of that is through the, the experimentation, mm-hmm. using different spices, different cooking techniques, which then, again, does not lead you into boredom and starting all from scratch again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's super easy to figure out what you, you like for your flavors. You know, a 
of course, the normal salt and pepper that goes on everything. I always throw a little nutritional yeast in there, and that just increases the vitamin Bs that you have within your food as well. It gives it like a little bit of a nutty, cheesy taste. And then my favorite spice, which is smoky, smoky paprika. It's mm-hmm. like a smoky barbecue type flavor. Um, those are my probably my four go-tos. And we use cumin mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've used turmeric mm-hmm. before. Um, red powder, pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes. Love red pepper flakes. Yeah. So just get an understanding. You know, garlic. Garlic makes everything oh, better. Garlic is so good. <laughs> yeah. And, and but that's how you can take something like to me. I don't know if it gets any more bland than tofu. Just plain tofu. Oh yeah. 100%. It doesn't taste like anything. It's soy curds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but you know you add in a little bit of seasoning, a little bit of uh, marinade, like a like in a liquid aminos, um, maybe a little bit of uh, toasted sesame seed oil. You know those are all ways that you can infuse flavor into the dish, and then adding in your vegetables with actually add more flavor too. Mm-hmm. Just speaking right now, as we're recording this, we just finished lunch. We had tofu, which Mm -hmm. was in a little like uh, teriyaki-ish soy sauce uh, type marinade, Mm -hmm. um, along with Brussels sprouts, lots of flavor there, garlic, um, sweet potatoes, peppers, broccoli, broccoli, and kale, Mm -hmm. and quinoa, Mm -hmm. right? So now we have all this flavor. We have all this texture. There are also some black beans in there, too. All this fiber... Which now keeps me satisfied, but not overly full. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I can go and do something. We've talked about what it feels like to be 80% full. That is the goal when you get down to cooking. And like like I said, that is a staple inside of our um, our lives. And it took maybe 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And nothing was necessarily prepared either. She chopped the vegetables. Yeah. The tofu had to be pressed. The quinoa was done. The quinoa was done. So I did that last night. So that was a... a, a uh, one of those points where I knew I was cooking last night. Am I really going to eat a whole cup of uncooked, which then cooked is almost a cup and a half of quinoa by myself in one sitting? No, I'm going to have that as a leftover, which just keeps in the fridge. And I also cooked it with vegetables stock, which was your um, little sneaky trick to make it a little bit more flavorful. So again, the whole point here is, is that ingredient prep is drastically different than meal prep. But the goal with ingredient prep is to always have healthy one ingredient type foods that you can throw together easily into one meal or multiple meals throughout your entire week. And it keeps you satisfied in the sense that you're having a different kind of variety. So you don't get bored and you're like, I want to go to takeout. Mm hmm. And, and also what, what helps you with variety, and I know that some of you maybe are anti-tofu or you never really tried a vegetarian option, but even going to like a meatless Monday. Because one thing our clients have told us is that our cookbook is, is, is uh, omnivore. So yeah. it, it does include meat in every single dish. So let's say you're doing uh, pork. Mm-hmm. You will have pork at least three times throughout that week, if not more, right? So what you could do is do like a meatless Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And tofu is super easy because it, it really can be eaten raw, even though I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. Um, but it, it takes little to no time to really put together or even just having a salad with no meat in it. You know, you can add olives, you can add uh, beans and other legumes for your protein sources and your fiber. So 
Um, there are definitely options there, but that's another way that you can sort of skip the boredom line, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. if you will. You can make a big pot of vegetable stew. 100%. And throw um, rice or barley or quinoa in there as well, so make it a little bit more um, a thicker more of a stew. Um, but that way you can throw all that fiber and all those vegetables and anything that might be on the verge of going bad in your fridge, throw it all in the soup. And it is also very, um, it, it's also seems to be a system that can be done no matter what's going on inside your life. Yeah. For instance, I don't have a kitchen yeah. <laughs> in your case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm working off of a microwave and I have to go over to my dad's to cook all this food. But really what, and we've talked about this before, it just comes down to just starting and, and trying to figure it out as you go. Are you going to be a pro at it at first? Absolutely not. We're still learning things ourselves about what works inside of our schedule. So that way we're not having to go out to eat and not that going out to eat is bad, but I, if you haven't noticed the difference where for a long period of time you've cooked all of your own meals and then you go out to eat drastic difference in terms of how you feel um, and they, and then that also means that you're less likely to go to certain places because of how you feel after eating that food mm-hmm. so that's yep. huge yep. Um, so that's ingredient prep in a nutshell if you guys do have further questions you can reach out to us um, on social media you can find us on Instagram also on Facebook um, I also would greatly appreciate it if you're new to the podcast or even even if you're not, and if you not left a uh, review or a star rating on the iTunes podcast app, would greatly appreciate your feedback so we know what to cover on future shows. Absolutely. And if you need help with recipes or you want to share recipes, share them on Facebook as well. We love new recipes. Yeah, we love cooking. We love food. <laughs> <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.